that in order to meet this moment, we have to recognize our California comeback. I think in my time, this is a very unusual and a very unique time. What I'm saying about the state today, it's an enterprising, modernizing, pluralizing, unionizing nation state. Hello and welcome to the California Nation podcast. I'm Gil Duran, the California opinion editor of the Sacramento Bee, here with Lauren Gustis, our executive editor and president, Marcos Breton, columnist, and Jack Oman, our editorial cartoonist and deputy opinion page editor. Well, by now we all know that Kamala Harris is Joe Biden's pick for vice president. We've watched her career very closely, and we expressed some serious doubts early on about her presidential prospects, and those doubts were then validated by the failure of her campaign. Nonetheless, she had a brilliant campaign launch in Oakland, and it vaulted her into the top tier of candidates. Then she got a big boost when she almost took out Joe Biden during the first primary debate after criticizing his warm relations with segregationists in a very forceful and memorable hit. But it turned out to be a swing and a miss, and Biden went on to win the nomination while Harris's campaign went off the rails before Iowa. But now she's back. Biden has picked her for his vice president, making history. So let's start here. We've covered Kamala's errors and flaws very closely. We've covered her career for a long time and are very familiar with it. But let's start right now by focusing on her strengths. What makes this a smart pick for Biden? And what's the message that Biden is sending by picking one of his harshest critics on the stage to be his running mate? Lauren, let's start with you. I think we all know that she knows how to prosecute a case. And I think one of the biggest benefits to Biden in the short term is her ability to prosecute the case against the president. We know um, that, and the editorial board has written, um, that Donald Trump will do anything to win. Uh, He's already started his uh, line of attacks on Harris. And she can deflect and defend and counterpunch in a way that is tremendously impressive. And I think in the short term, that's a great benefit to Biden. Um, And I think his choice of her demonstrates that he's got some courage, that she's been critical of him in the past and he's not going to hold on to that. He's going to look at the landscape ahead. He's going to confront what he needs to confront and he's going to embrace change. Jack, what are your thoughts on, on Biden picking Harris? What makes it a smart pick and what does it mean that he picked a someone who criticized him and took him on during the debate? Well, I can only think back to 1960 and Lyndon Johnson becoming Jack Kennedy's running mate and it was a master stroke on Kennedy's part. And I think what she does for Biden is she strengthens him with so many demographics in one person. Um, And I noted, as I just finished watching the speech moments ago, where she, where, where Vice President Biden had also mentioned that she was also um, Indian American. And that is a rapidly growing group in this country. And I think that there's a, a very strong argument for her, um, not just demographically, but as I watched her speech today, it was incredibly effective. And I felt that she is an, a very accomplished television performer, in addition to being a very smart politician, uh, you know, with the usual caveats and asterisks on her career. But I 
felt that she performed at a level this afternoon? Marcos? So uh, she's also a safe pick. Uh, you know, we said that in the editorial, and it's true that um, she was a prosecutor. Um, she's a law and order person. She is not a defund the police person. Um, you know, any attempts to paint her as a radical, uh, I think, um, appeal to um, uh, a smaller audience than, than perhaps the, the, the president realizes, I think. Um, so uh, uh, she was, she's safe in that sense in that um, she's, she's uh, been an establishment person, um, not a radical in any sense, but she's also someone who uh, has, generates excitement uh, among younger voters, even though some of those younger voters uh, might have issues with her track record as the um, state attorney general and as the district attorney in San Francisco, um, I think what she represents is the, the ability to inspire uh, a broader cross-section of people into believing that, um, that uh, opportunity is uh, possible um, and, and that, you know, there's a phrase that people use often uh, to have someone who looks like me in a position of authority. And I think that Kamala Harris does that for a lot of people. And as, as I say, even, even some people who aren't really fans of her work as in law enforcement, what she represents, I think, uh, is inspiring uh, uh, and, and potentially energizing. What do you think of Biden's choice to pick the one person who tried to take him out in the debate as his running mate? What does it say about him? Well, I mean, it's, I think it speaks well of him. I, I, I think that it, it shows that he's, um, uh, he's not as thin-skinned as maybe some of his supporters were. There, there was a lot written in, in, the, in the recent weeks about people close to him being quite upset and the conversation that allegedly took place where she was asked about, you know, kind of kneecapping him in that debate. And she kind of laughed and said, that's politics. And there were people close to him who supposedly were offended. Uh, but the, I guess the, the, the way I see it is um, uh, she was playing to win. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. She's supposed to play to win. Uh, and yeah, what do you think? Uh, I think we could all benefit right now from a president who lets people challenge him and who wants people to challenge him. What we see with Donald Trump is a guy who doesn't get any bad news. Nobody can stand up to him. Nothing less than absolute, you know, North Korea style fealty is acceptable in Trump world. And so I think it's very brave and really a statement about Biden that he wants someone who will challenge him even harshly in public as as Harris did but uh, it's more even more important behind the scenes when import, when important decisions are getting made i think that this campaign will especially favor harris's talents because she gets to you know speak online and use a teleprompter the pandemic is forcing this campaign to be conducted in a very different way and as we saw i just finished watching her first speech as the vice presidential pick a couple of minutes ago and it was hard not to look at that screen given even all the criticisms i have and that we have of kamala harris and not wish that that was the leadership of our country right now instead of donald trump and you know they were already trying to 
pin Kamala Harris as a radical, but the only thing that's really radical about the pick is the historic nature of it and what it means for women and for people of color. And I was asked today, do you think this energizes women and people of color? And I think the answer is obvious, but uh, Lauren, what do you think? Do you think that the Kamala Harris pick energizes women and, and people of color? I don't see how it couldn't or it wouldn't. Uh, I, like you, have done a lot of reading and uh, watched a, a fair bit of uh, the reaction over the course of the last 24 hours or so. And um, what I have seen is just a tremendous sense of pride. Uh, and um, as a woman, I feel that pride uh, as I did uh, when a woman ran for president. Um, the, um, the fact of the matter, though, is that today they get to work. And today we start talking about substance. And uh, we start to understand what uh, the plan is for Biden and Harris as they look at the next now less than three months, and in many instances, um, far less than three months as we look at how voting will change with respect to COVID. Could I just make one quick observation about that? Last night, I, I spent the uh, evening with my 85-year-old Black neighbor. Her name is Collie. And the look on her face when she was talking about the selection of Kamala Harris as Biden's running mate was priceless. She was almost beatific looking about it. And this is a woman who had grown up in Chattanooga, Tennessee. She and her husband would not drive through Mississippi in the 1950s because they were afraid they were going to get killed. And so I think that this is an absolutely seminal moment for not just black Americans, but for women. Marcos, your thoughts on that? So her choice is inspiring. Uh, her choice um, yeah, inspires younger people to, to dream and to consider uh, uh, things that, that maybe my generation would not have considered before. Uh, and, and whenever that happens, uh, it's, it's important, it's historic, uh, and, and it's, it's really great for democracy to, to have the widest group of people possible believing that they could be president of the United States. Uh, and if young girls, little girls are looking at her and seeing and saying to themselves, that could be me, I think we're all better for it. Tell us a little bit about how this is playing out in your house and tell us a little bit about what, what life is like in, in your house, who you live with. So uh, I, I have two teenage daughters, they're two years away from voting. Uh, and the, one of the most difficult discussions I ever had with them was the, the morning after uh, the 2016 general election when their father had told them during the campaign that there was no way that Hillary Clinton was going to lose and then she lost. And to have a young person look at me and say, I hope, at that time, have a 12-year-old say to me, I hope I see a woman president in my lifetime. Um, that's something that's, that's, that was very powerful to me. Uh, and, and so if, if, uh, if Kamala Harris can answer that question one day or, or inspire someone who can, uh, then, then that's a beautiful thing. Gil, I'm interested in your perspective on uh, this depiction of Harris as a radical. Um, that's certainly not her reputation in California, 
but we can get a little myopic when it comes to the perspectives in our own state. Um, so what do you think? Will that stick? I don't think so. I think that the Trump people seem to be trying to prepare to call any vice presidential pick a radical or a socialist. There was actually, I think, a Wall Street Journal headline today that said that Wall Street is pretty happy with the pick of Harris. That is certainly not the sign of any kind of radical um, candidate. And I think the knock on Harris during her career in California has always been that she's actually quite cautious, that she stays away from big ideas, that she's not a leader on innovative new changes. And so good luck with trying to pin on Kamala Harris the idea that she's a radical. I've also seen them trying to attack her racial identity, uh, mispronouncing her name as some kind of offensive move, and bringing up her past relationship with Willie Brown. I don't think those things are going to work out in favor of Republicans, uh, especially, you know, talking about past relationships. We have a president who is being credibly accused of sexual assault and even rape by several women. So if they want to dig into those kinds of issues, I think they're going to be on weak territory. I think as a as an adept politician, and she is an adept politician, um, she's been successful in highlighting uh, what she's good at. And one of the things that I was only lightly familiar with um, was how she handled this mortgage banking situation when she first took office um, and just walked out of the room and wound up getting a much bigger, bigger settlement, not just for the state of California, but for all the other states. I think that's a very compelling message uh, right now for her. And, you know, the notion that, you know, somebody in Western Pennsylvania cares that she dated Willie Brown 30 years ago or whenever it was <laughs> when you uh, have a president of the United States who is threatening to defund Social Security. It's a rather uh, paltry comeback. And I do think that she's got um, a great set of political skills. And I think that she's also got a very high learning curve. If, if Biden wins, the chatter is already out there and has been since before she was picked. Some observers see Harris as inevitably the next in line to run for president in 2024 or 2028. Um, the question, though, is whether after we saw her disastrous campaign performance, can she really make use of this reset and become an inevitable president in the future? Or do we still have some doubts about whether or not she could take full advantage of that? Uh, do you think that vice president Harris necessitates President Harris, Jack? Not necessarily. I was just thinking about this last night where, uh, you know, you had a 17-person Democratic field this year, whatever the number was, and a rather similar uh, figure in uh, 2016 with the Republicans. And so I don't think that what you're going to have is a, I think what you're going to have is a supernova of people her age and younger, because Biden is not uh, even a baby boomer, right? And I think we're out of baby boomers at this point to run. I can't help but wonder who's been silent, and I haven't taken the time to, to look, but who has uh, been quiet over the last day or so? Who's unhappy with this choice? I honestly don't have an answer, but that might be an inkling as we look at uh, who might be next in line. Well, I think um, Gavin Newsom is clapping outwardly and, and dying inside. You know, this uh, really puts Harris in a position to where, where Newsom would like to be, 
you know, when I went to work for Kamala Harris back in 2013, there was no question she was going to run against Gavin Newsom for the governorship, which is seen as a better way to get to the White House. In the end, you know, and, and, and Newsom moved first to make it clear he wouldn't run for Senate when Boxer retired, and that kind of forced Harris to run for Senate instead. But Senate ended up being the best pathway um, to the to the White House in this case for Kamala Harris if Biden wins, whereas Newsom is now mired in California in the pandemic, in the economic destruction, and with the death toll climbing in part due to his administration's incompetence, uh, it doesn't look like he's going to be able to make a case uh, that he is somehow the next leader in line. So there, there's one answer. I'm sure there are many more people out there clapping, but but sad. But uh, Marcos, do you think that this inevitably makes Kamala Harris the president next? Or do you think after we saw what happened to her campaign, there's a big question mark there still? I was thinking about that. Uh, who have been the, the people who ran for president and lost and then later ran and won? And I thought of the last two Californians, both Richard Nixon and Ronald Reagan, ran unsuccessfully for the presidency um, uh, and then later uh, won the presidency. So, so uh, there is that path. And, you know, presumably <clears throat> she's going to um, have time to, um, uh, to, uh, to think about all those things. But, um, you know, her, her, her strength in the short term is to is to be able to energize voters the way if Democrats want to win, uh, they they have to follow the path that uh, that Obama last laid out because um, Hillary Clinton fell short uh, in Milwaukee and other cities where Philadelphia and where where the black voters and Latino voters did not turn out in the numbers that they had when Obama ran. Uh, and and so they they need to they need to energize that base and, and she's the person to do it uh, and then presumably if she's in the office uh, then she'll have time uh, uh, to to raise her stature and, and to run a far better campaign than she did just recently. Yeah, and I don't think the vice presidency is at all necessarily a path of the presidency. I mean, ask Dan Quayle if he's president of the United States. Yeah, it does tend to be a little more on the rare side, but we live in these unprecedented times, right? And, and it'll also depend on what the country looks like after four years of Biden. We don't know what other apocalypses might be on their way, knock on plywood here. Also, I, I do not rule out at all <laughs> Trump taking Pence out uh, because he has the um, tenacity of a feral cat. He has no scruples whatsoever. And I mean, I think it's rather low, but every single person who's ever thrown in with Trump has eventually been disposed of. And I could see him going to Nikki Haley and trying to change the game that way. Or maybe he goes to Tim Scott, who's a senator from South Carolina. I think anything's possible with this guy. I think you're being unfair to feral cats. But last thoughts uh, here, <laughs> um, Jack, Lauren, uh, Marcos. Last thoughts on on the pick. Well, you know, we just saw Kamala Harris and Joe Biden give their first appearance together. What did you see, Marcos? Uh, you know, I saw um, uh, I saw two very different people uh, who um, 
uh, are going to have to appeal uh, to a, a large cross-section. And so uh, I think that Joe Biden um, uh, makes a certain demographic feel comfortable. Um, uh, and that's how he stayed in this race, right? That's when he, when he won big in South Carolina. Uh, that, that was the turning point uh, in all of this. And, and, and in Kamala, I think that Biden is hoping for someone who, uh, who can appeal to people who, uh, who, who aren't necessarily enamored of him. Uh, and it, it remains to be seen as to whether that'll happen. Jack, what did you think of the first appearance of the Biden-Harris ticket? Uh, one thing I was struck by, just not only the generational difference, but the, or the demographic difference, was the um, difference in temperament. Uh, Joe Biden is a deeply emotional man who is not afraid to show his emotions. And I have to say, when I was watching him talk about Bo Biden, and his relationship with Senator Harris when she was Attorney General of California, I really think that that was the make weight in his decision making. And he idolized his son and his son idolized him. And it's hard for me not to think that he was having some sort of almost existential moment uh, when I was watching him and reacting to how Senator Harris spoke about Bo Biden. And now people are saying that he was, Senator Harris was Biden's choice probably the whole way along. Yeah, people are saying a lot of things out there. I thought um, it definitely had a very family vibe to it. The deep connection they have clearly made a big difference in his thinking and I thought that, you know, given everything we know, and there are valid criticisms of Biden, there are valid criticisms of Kamala Harris, but it looked a lot better than what we've been getting from the White House for the past three and a half years. And I think that it's going to be really, really hard for Donald Trump to uh, make people see anything other than a, a much better ticket, a much better duo to lead the country at this very, very perilous time. We have now uh, a very clear picture of what our country will look like or could look like. And there's a great body of public record available to us with respect to all four of the candidates, essentially, who will engage in this race. And so I'm looking forward to the next few months. We get to uh, do our jobs, which is, as journalists, um, share relevant and critical information that are going to help people to make the best possible decisions as they approach November 3rd. So uh, a good uh, a good week for us with respect to clarity. And now we can get to work. That's it for California Nation.